Welcome to the Fear and Greed Business News Afternoon Report for Tuesday the 21st of November 2023. I'm Sean Aylmer. Every afternoon we've got the five stories that happened today that you need to know about. Story number one, the S&P ASX 200 closed up 0.2% today to 7,078 points. The materials companies did best on news of a Chinese stimulus package for the property sector. More on that shortly. BHP jumped 1.4% while Rio Tinto was 2% higher. Energy and financials also did well, while utilities were among the worst performers. Real estate investment trusts were also lower. The big four banks and Macquarie Group, well, they were all a bit higher, not much. The retailers had a bad day, with Woolworths and West Farmers both closing lower. Industrial property giant Goodman Group and tech leaders WiseTech Global and REA all closed down. In corporate news, Technology One's share price fell, despite the group reporting a 16% jump. In net profit on the back of higher revenue, Star Entertainment edged higher after the casino operator formally signed an agreement on its revised tax rates with the New South Wales government. Building materials group Brickworks, which not surprisingly makes bricks, it fell nearly 3%, even though it upped its full year dividend. Then the big one this week, Origin Energy. Well, the vote draws closer. It's on Thursday, though proxy votes were tabled today. The group's 17.5% shareholder, Aussie Super, opposes the deal. That's the $20 billion deal that Brookfield and EIG want to make to buy the company. If any proxy votes came in and voted no, the board actually has the opportunity to go back to those shareholders and argue the case to vote yes. Today, the share price closed down 2% to $8.28, given the offer price is around $9.43. It suggests shareholders don't think the deal will get done. Story number two, the big international news today is that Beijing has drafted a list of 50 real estate companies that will be eligible for financing as the government moves to prop up the economy. The so-called white list immediately boosted sentiment in the real estate sector, but also in commodities. Iron ore prices jumped, for example. That commodity is a major ingredient in steel. Otherwise, oil held the bulk of its two days of gains on speculation that OPEC Plus may deepen supply cuts at a meeting this weekend. And the Aussie dollar climbed to a three-month high, benefiting from a weaker US dollar and a rising Chinese yuan. Story number three, Beijing has warned Australia against making reckless and irresponsible accusations against China after Prime Minister Anthony Albanese yesterday criticised the country over an incident last week where Australian Navy divers were injured. China's Defence Ministry said Australia's recounting of the incident in the East China Sea last week was inconsistent with the facts and Beijing had lodged a complaint to Canberra. The incident, which occurred last Tuesday off international waters near Japan, was called an act of aggression and a US Senate committee yesterday. A Chinese Foreign Ministry spokeswoman said its nation's military was highly disciplined and always acts in accordance with international law and practice. She said it's important to protect momentum of China-Australia relations on the back of this month's breakthrough trip to China by Albanese to meet President Xi Jinping. Story number four, AGL Energy held its annual general meeting today and while the board was spared a second strike on pay, which would have resulted in a spill of all board members, its major shareholder still isn't happy with the company's efforts to decarbonise. Mike Cannonbrook's Grok Ventures abstained from voting on the remuneration report, but urged the board to set higher decarbonisation hurdles for executives' long-term incentives. Grok CEO Jeremy Kwong Law said the remuneration report incentivises the company to stand still while the rest of the energy market does the work. He called it old AGL thinking, whereby the company sat on the sidelines rather than leading from the front. 
And finally, story number five, another hospital in the Gaza Strip has come under fire as the World Health Organization warns that the enclave's devastated health system has largely collapsed with none of its functioning hospitals capable of handling complicated medical cases. At least 12 people were killed and dozens of others were wounded in the latest attack on the Indonesian hospital in in a northern city in the region. That's according to the New York Times. It comes less than a week after Israeli forces raided Gaza's largest hospital, Al-Shifa, in an effort to capture and expose what it says were extensive Hamas operations within and beneath the hospital, including underground bunkers, a command centre and a network of tunnels. Hamas and hospital administrators denied that the militant group has used the grounds of Al-Shifa or other hospitals for military operations. That's it for the afternoon report for Tuesday, the 21st of November, 2023. Michael Thompson and I will be back tomorrow morning with a Wednesday edition of Fear and Greed Business News. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your evening.